Welcome to Faked, an original podcast highlighting the underground world of counterfeit illegal items around the world and how to spot them. Whether you're traveling the world or buying online, Faked will be your guide. With your host, Joseph Rowan, you'll explore the many ways counterfeiters can pull off disguising everyday consumer items as the genuine good. Welcome back, everybody. This is just going to be a quick little episode. I know I've said that before, and I know that they have ran into the 17 plus minutes, but uh, you know what? I'm a blowhard. But um, I wanted to just do a little episode on um, my travels. So I just got back from New York City, and of course, we know what's associated with New York City is Canal Street. So uh, we found ourselves there uh, just because I was like, man, you know, if I want to go visit, I want to see what's going on uh, on Canal Street. I want to see what some of the updates after the pandemic, what are they doing there? So some of the cool stuff. Um, if you're not familiar with Canal Street, basically it is the part of Chinatown in New York that, uh, you know, is it really is the middle. Uh, so you've got Manhattan and you've got Lower Side down where the battery is. So you're pretty much inevitably going through it. It's right next to Little Italy, and there's a lot of vendors, uh, typically. So Chinatown, I don't want to throw shade on it, obviously, because it's primarily just Canal Street that has the issue. Uh, Chinatown's beautiful. I mean, you go around, the markets are great. Some of the best uh, food is there, too. So definitely stop on by next time you're in New York City. Check out that. It's it's wonderful. Just people are super friendly, uh, super cool cultural centers in the middle. They're always doing music, things like that. So, but um, I would suggest checking out Canal Street. You know, I can't really tell you to buy anything because that is part of this whole podcast is to not um, get into, you know, the routine of buying fake stuff because we've talked about how it uh, you know, dramatically impacts the market and, you know, uh, doesn't allow creativity to flourish because it's take it's taking intellectual property and then regurgitating it back and then not rewarding the original person who was creatively designing, putting their money into it and yada, yada, yada. Anyways, I wanted to check it out, went there and turns out it is significantly less um, crowded by vendors anymore. I mean, back in the day, and this could be supply issues. Um, I'm sure even the counterfeiters are having issues with that, as most people are. But uh, there was maybe a total of five tables, okay? Which, um, if you're familiar with it, tables are where you get some of those instant transactions, um, which you can obviously barter down. You can, or, sorry, negotiate. I don't think they do any bartering, but uh, negotiate the pricing down. You know, throw in some mathematical equation in order for you to come out a winner. Uh, you're always going to be a loser, though, because the stuff that they sell is clearly fake. Um, and it actually, some of the quality of stuff, when I was looking at, I saw a Balenciaga hat, and I picked it up, and the quality of the hat itself was terrible. And then the letters were misaligned. The font was spot on, but the letters were so bad that I couldn't imagine someone paying more than five bucks for it. But uh, I asked them how much they were asking. It was $45. Now, mind you, a real Balenciaga hat goes for hundreds and hundreds, uh, if not thousands, depending on what kind of Balenciaga hat you're talking about. So just, um, I saw that and you're going to get one of the, and I think they're called second or third copies, which just aren't at all aligning in quality with real stuff. These are, um, 
these are knockoffs. These are not or like counterfeit. You know, they're they're not even hardly trying to brand themselves as the real deal uh, because they'd never ask more than a hundred dollars on the street for anything. For one, they don't want you. Uh, like a wad of cash coming out. Plus, people don't want to do that because it's so busy. There's people coming around. Nobody wants to whip out a hundred for something. So, um, if you've been on um, Canal Street, you would know that there's people walking around with a reference guide. So the reference guide is going to get you some of those higher ticket items. Um, at least you know they're going to be more formidable first copy things. So if if you ask first copy. Then it's going to primarily, I don't know why I'm giving, I'm giving you tips for something that I'm trying to get people away from. But, you know, at least if you're interested in the experience, you don't have to buy anything. It's, it's definitely an experience. So if you do go there, um, there's some back rooms. You ask uh, for the back room when you go into any of these little, these lots or these little uh, shops. You say, uh, can I check out the back room? I'm looking for a specific insert Prada, insert Gucci, insert blah, blah, blah. And they will have a full array. Uh, you go into these back rooms, they'll shut the door behind you. I think they lock it. But uh, basically that is their way. Because as we uh, we talk about Canal Street, you wonder, man, well, how is this legal? Like, how does this exist? Is it such like high numbers that maybe the police don't even investigate anymore? But it looks like they do crack down on them very often. But the 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 people are very careful about it because basically, if they get cracked down, there's three that take its spot, and I think the police know that they're. Duties are probably more valuable elsewhere than allowing somebody to get a third copy Prada wallet that looks like garbage. So, you know, you give and take and there's little battles here and there. But um, there's lots of interesting things that happen Canal Street, whether that's a car pulling up and uh, asking you, hey, Gucci, 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 uh, Rolex, 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 you know, their, their typical spiel there, which then you can get into the vehicle and they will lock it and they will do the transaction right in the vehicle because... Um, well, I guess what I was getting at is it is illegal to sell the items, but isn't it is not illegal to buy them? I know that uh, puts the, uh, but it, but it basically puts all of the crime on the the person that's doing a lot of the legwork in order to make a quick buck off of somebody else's shoulders uh, when it comes to creative, uh, you know, sales and things like that. So I could see why that happens, um, but you know, you don't have to feel, I guess, dodgy when you go to Canal Street. Um, you know, again, you don't have to buy anything, but, uh, you know, you can just explore Canal Street, check out the food vendors. There's a lot of cool markets. They have durian. If you're interested in the world's stinkiest fruit, but also delicious, you can find that there. And then you can, uh, scope on up to little Italy. And, uh, there's a lot of, uh, kind of assimilation there too. So when you do go to little Italy, there's a lot of those shops that are owned by, um, people who are in the Chinese market there too. So, yeah, it was uh, it was definitely interesting to see um, how Chinatown has changed a little bit, or sorry, Canal Street has changed a little bit, and really um, seems like they're either on the recovery part of it. I saw a little bit of um, gentrification down there, so I saw some new buildings, which was good. I saw um, just some like less chaotic street signs, less chaotic crosswalks. So it looks like. Um, you know, they're coming back, but I don't know if uh, maybe maybe that market, I can't, I can't say that my podcast is attributed to any sort of um, decline in 
the global or disrupting the global <laughs> counterfeited market, but uh, it is good to be aware of it. And I think more of the awareness of this will eventually allow people to make the educated decisions on uh, purchasing, you know, faked goods and um, participating in that because that's a, uh, Again, it's a, it's a tale that I've told. So uh, there was a lot of Supreme stuff there. And I know uh, if anybody's familiar, it's, it's like a uh, basically a side project of Louis Vuitton. And uh, all their stuff was so bad looking. I, could, I wish I'd gotten some photos. And uh, it, was, it was a really hot day. And again, like uh, since there was so little of these vendors, like you couldn't really do much to misbehave around them. Like they were really scoping out. Like they were, they were all over us. Uh, and if you weren't there to wheel and deal, you know, they were just, well, nope, 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 don't, don't even look at my stuff. Don't. Okay. Yeah. So, um, well, I guess here to finish this one off, there was a little funny story that, um, that I went to, uh, with my buddies. Uh, so I had two, two friends and my wife, we went to New York city and uh, they'd never experienced canal street. So I was like, you know, well, let's do it. Let's go explore. And it turns out one of them wanted a Kate Spade some purse. So this was before I did the podcast. This was uh, before I became an advocate for the anti-counterfeitism uh, purchasing. So it was funny. I was like, man, you know what? I want to use a Russian accent. So start the, no, that's, that was like Irish. That was weird. Started using the, no, I'm like, I don't know. I'm going, well, anyways, I'm not going to even try to emulate it because I feel like once I get it in my head, I'm not going to be able to do it. But um, I basically put on the Russian accent like that. See, I put on the Russian accent and uh, when we did this, we got better, uh, how you say, we got we got very good deals um, because uh, if, I don't know if you've ever seen a picture of me, but uh, I don't think I've ever put it out. But anyways, a white dude, short hair, kind of looks Russian. Um, I've been confused as Russian, um, not myself being confused, <laughs> like culturally, but uh, other people said I looked Russian. So... We felt we got better deals because we were just being very stoic and Russian. Like we got, cause we did this like contest of, um, being able to get a Kate Spade purse for $20 or something like that. It was, it, they were asking 55. She wasn't able to get it like South of 40. I'm like, watch, I'm going to try to, you know, I'm going to go to multiple vendors and try to get one of these, uh, purses for like 20 bucks and ended up getting it for $20. It was crazy. I mean, there was a lot of failed attempts, but, uh, even at one point, some lady like needed Russian transfer. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I don't actually, uh, no, 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 no. I don't, <laughs> I don't speak Russian. So guys, that was my very short, uh, little update. Um, I would be doing another episode here soon. I just wanted to put out something since I missed all last week. And, uh, yeah, I hope, um, you guys are checking, checking out some of the stuff I do on TikTok. I think it's been fun. I'm going to be putting out some more stuff on there too. Tried to create some content um, while I was in New York City, but I wasn't able to. It's just, uh, man, you got to be really preserving of your battery uh, because like, you have to call Ubers everywhere. You have to look up stuff constantly on it. Murdered my battery. Blech. So, guys, that is it. Um, I will see you guys in the next episode. Bye.